This is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Chris provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Welcome back to Road to Retirement. My name is Chris Anselmo. I'm here with uh, co-host Matt and co-host Tony. I guess it's a tri-host today. So, uh, <laughs> But we're all bummed out because... Both of our sets of baseball teams are out of the playoffs, so um, didn't take very long. Yeah, Indians took it on a schneid, and so did the the twins. twins. Yeah. So, so again, we have Matt here today with us. He's our elder law attorney, and we thought we had a couple shows earlier on some of the um, nursing home things, the Medicaid things we can do for people. But there's a whole list of people out there that are veterans, so they have different and extra benefits you know they could be on medicaid too but they have some extra benefits so so we thought we'd talk about that so tony was your was your dad a veteran well he was in the army and he was supposed to go to the korean war and the night before he was supposed to leave they showed up at the place where he him and my mom were staying and said nope uh you don't have to go Uh, they just had they just had me so uh, uh-huh. He is former military, but he's not a, a war vet. So, yep, he was a cook in the army. Well, you took after that. You're a good cook, I hear. Actually, I am a pretty good cook, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so we talked about traditional Medicaid for people, for us regular people who aren't uh, in the military. So. So Matt, give us uh, the lowdown. Yeah, so the the benefit in particular that we talk about with respect to long-term care for veterans, it's called the aid and attendance pension. So aid, A-I-D, and attendance. And it's a benefit that can be used for unreimbursed medical expenses for a veteran or even a spouse of a veteran or a widow of a veteran. So. It's something that, while it doesn't cover the full freight of cost of care if someone were to go into a skilled nursing home, it could supplement their their income and provide additional uh, income streams so that they aren't tapping into resources as, as much if they are in an assisted living facility or receiving care at home. It's a benefit that pays not only if you have a caregiver at uh, like an assisted living, it, it could also pay even an adult child if they came to the to, to the home and helped mom or dad with some of those daily activities of living. And it's really the, the biggest thing about it is nobody knows about it. The VA isn't in the business of marketing. Yeah. These, the government's these... not in the business of telling you how you can get money out of them. Right. So it, it's a, yeah, so it's a, a pension that we bring up a lot to clients who are veterans or, or were married to a veteran. And when we first discuss it, it's, it's wild how few of them have ever even heard so, of it. So define veteran. 
So for for term for purposes of the aid and attendance pension, there there are really three elements that we must meet. And the first is the veteran status. And we're talking about someone who was active duty for at least 90 days. And one of those days had to have fallen within a recognized conflict. So when we're dealing with it, we see still a few World War II veterans around, people that were serving in Korea and Vietnam. So there are actual dates of service that they must meet. So on their DD-214, which is their discharge paperwork, it'll show date that they entered service, date that they left service. Do they have to be on foreign soil? They don't. Not every um, not every time frame has to be boots on the ground. So I know there's, a, there's one particular date range during Vietnam where they did have to, but you could have been in Germany or South America during Vietnam. As long as it was active duty, it would still have met that veteran status requirement. You could have been stateside. Could have been. Yep. As long as, like I said, active duty is the the biggest piece. And one of those days had to be during the conflict. Okay. The other piece to it, the last piece is just the, the veteran had to have been discharged any way but dishonorably. So Tony, you're out. <laughs> yep. Oh, I'm out. All right. <laughs> so, um, is there asset-based and income-based like Medicaid? It is. So the the third component is the asset limit. The The second one, just really briefly, is act, the actual aid portion. The, the person that we're applying for this benefit for, whether it be the veteran or the spouse or the widow, they need the aid and attendance of another person to provide their daily activities of living. And when we're talking about ADLs, activities of daily living, we're going over bathing, dressing, um, eating, transferring. So getting up from from a chair into a standing position or from a bed to a standing position. Toileting. Yep. So those are all the the elements and they need to be able to meet or need the care for at least two of those elements. So I might qualify. (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of times one of the biggest indicators that you're getting there is when somebody stops being able to drive that's normally when it's time to probably start looking into this uh, because there may be some other issues going on that that you may not have been aware of before. Um, but the asset and income level, that was something that changed pretty significantly about two years ago this month. It was in October of 18. The Department of Veterans Affairs, they decided to revamp their financial eligibility by trying to mirror the Medicaid rules a little bit more. So there's a look back. So there's a look back period now of three years. So if you transfer assets out of your name within the past three years, then they could count that against you and and penalize you for that, that transfer. I have a a friend of ours, Tony, uh, up in the Detroit area, won't mention any names, but uh, he was heavily into uh, this planning before there was no look back. Mm-hmm. So you could transfer today and go to get benefits tomorrow. So, and then when he changed, he said like his business, like completely dried up. So, and, wow. and, and unfortunately that, that was yeah. the reason that they did it because a lot of folks 
kind of knew the way that they could almost game the system and, and they were able to transfer things or convert everything into an income stream and say, Hey, look, I don't have any assets. Right. And, and the, the VA would say, okay, great. Here's, here's this pension. And, and you had a lot of people with a lot of available resources that were getting it. And it was the ones that didn't know anything about it that really needed it from yeah. a financial perspective. So, so yeah. for our listeners, um, you know, turning assets into income would, would mean taking a chunk of money, buying an annuity, turning it on. So now you just have income. You don't have, so let's say you took a hundred thousand dollars and bought this annuity, Tony, and turned it on, you know, kind of pensioned it out. On paper, you don't own the hundred thousand anymore because the insurance company has it. You're just getting income. So that was a way for them to uh, be able to qualify. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. So that's interesting. Yeah, I actually know that person in Detroit who you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. Yep. That's interesting. And and um, you know, it, it's the problem is, and I think the biggest point you may met is the fact that the people who really need these benefits often don't know they're even eligible. Uh, this happens all oh, the time with veterans yeah. benefits. They don't know what they're eligible for or what their options are. Uh, and you know, the government, you know, doesn't make it clear to them. They're not like calling and, you know, sending them letters saying, Hey, here's what you need to do. Right. Absolutely. I've given workshops on these estate planning and elder law topics before. And when I stand in front of people and I talk about ways to pay for care, I'll, I'll ask a lot of them, do, do we have any veterans? Have, have you ever heard of a program called the aid and attendance pension? And you see all these hands go up for veterans. And then most of them drop when I mention this, this pension. And it's, it's sad that they're not aware of it because there are you know, a lot of people who could receive it probably very easily. I mean, the just to finish up the asset and income uh, element of it, the because of that way that people were converting things to income. Now, the test now says we take your assets and your annual income. So over 12 months, if you get fifteen hundred dollars of Social Security every month, then we're going to multiply that out by 12 months and count that as a part of your resource limit. And the max that it doesn't matter if it's a single person or a couple, it's about $130,000. So the. So you could have $130,000 of income and still qualify. You could, as long as you don't have any assets. If, if you just live paycheck to paycheck, but your pension is really good, wow. you could qualify for it. Um, but that that change was the really drastic piece of it because some people have their money tied up in an IRA or they have, you know, a, a big brokerage account and, and then they might be flirting with the threshold there. But then when you tack in their income, it puts them over. And when they go straight to the county to try and apply for this and, and somebody looks at their assets, they'll say, well, you're over resources, so you're not going to get this. And, and it ends right there. What's the asset limit? It, it's so so. It's assets plus annual income is about one hundred thirty thousand. Oh, yeah, it's okay. like one twenty nine, hundred twenty nine thousand eighty four dollars. So either Don't, or, no, no. I mean, all. it's assets and income it can't be over one hundred thirty. Exactly. Okay. That's yeah. all different. <laughs> yes, it is. So so the the reasoning behind that I think was so that people didn't just convert everything to income. 
so it happens that like I said they're told well you have too much in resources so you're out of luck and there are still planning techniques that can be done if you're if you're proactive just like with anything if you know about it in advance then you can plan for it when you're going to need it down the road it's, it, it's kind of sad that it's our government right shouldn't they tell you how to get your government benefits i mean it would in, be nice in theory right in theory you should be able to go to medicaid or whatever and say well, this is what you need to do to qualify but you know, I think they're prohibited from giving advice. Like Social Security is prohibited from giving right. advice. So, which is kind of yeah. Silly. So, so people will go. The, most counties have like a Veteran Service Commission, and they can handle the application process themselves. People bring all of their financial records, their you know their uh, discharge paperwork, their insurance, any any do- supporting documentation, and the county can handle that for them at no cost. Yeah, so um, what, when I got certified, and you're certified, mm-hmm. um, it, you're not even allowed to charge them for the to file the application. Yeah, wow. so that's the, the caveat is you can't charge for the application itself to do it. And so that's why a lot of people will go directly to the county because they have a lot of experience with it and they can, they know the exact application to prepare, they know where to send it to and and that's that. And then, you know, six to nine months later, because that's about how long it takes to hear, uh, you get your decision and then you'll get your benefits retroactive to the month after you had originally applied. So they don't, they don't have to prove that they're spending the money, right? It's not like a reimbursement. I, I got this doctor bill. I need to get reimbursed. So, so no, they do need to show that they have expenses, right. but they, it's not as in, right. It's not as in reimbursing prior expenses. It's just showing, Hey, I, I need the care. Now I have this bill from an assisted living community or from a home health agency and my income doesn't cover it. I I need more than what I have. So, and and again, how, how long did you have to be in the military? 90 days, Hmm. 90 days active duty. One of them had to fall within world war II, Korea, Okay, and, and then right, Vietnam. Any of the conflicts. Yep. Well, they're probably not old enough yet. Yeah, they're the conflicts in the middle. They're East. still trying to figure out like Gulf War and anything in the early nineties. Yeah. Well, I guess if you were on the end of your career, you could have been in there. So. Yeah. Okay, so um, I would take a. Is it in addition to Medicaid or supplements it or do you get both? Or? You you can get both. It's something that it's dependent on the circumstances of the person's care needs that it it's worth exploring. I mean, we have a lot of people who don't need the advanced care of a skilled nursing home. So they're not receiving eight to $10,000 a month care. They might only need an assisted living, which could be, you know, four to $5,000. And if their income covers a portion of that, and they can get this aid and attendance pension, then they might have 80, 90% of it covered just by income alone. And they don't have to tap into their, their savings like they do for a, a nursing home. A, a so it's, higher a, little, it's a little broader than Medicare. Cause you could Medicaid. I'm sorry. You can get it 
at home too. Right? You can't. Yep. Okay. So you have to have a contract that that outlines the terms of the caregiver. The caregiver, right? But we've seen. I've seen families who an adult child is providing those benefits and it's something that can be used to reimburse them for their services and along with the 1099 actually yeah you're you're right make sure that you uh cpa is always in that head isn't it withhold enough for taxes because it is income what now so they don't have to be in a va facility then correct a lot of that there's a the VA aid and attendance pension is not tied to where you receive care in any way. And I've ad nauseum had that conversation with my own family. I have a a grandfather who I was trying to get this aid and attendance pension for because he's receiving home health care. And, you know, we had a family member who kept trying to tell me how this pension works. And I'm like, have you ever dealt with it before? I mean, I've done you know, this is what you do, right? This is like my career. So I know that he doesn't have to go to a VA hospital. He doesn't have to um, receive that stuff from the VA itself. It can be any private health care. I mean, it's always frustrated me on the other side, like that VA hospitals that they'd have to go to the VA hospital. I'm like, why don't they just let them go to their local hospital and have the VA pay for it? Yeah. You're and here we have a couple of VA hospitals, but I mean, if you're in a rural place in the country, you're going to go three, four, five hundred miles to find the next closest VA hospital. It kind of seems ridiculous, but and there's a lot of veterans who don't even want to receive care from a VA hospital because of an experience they had forty, fifty, sixty years ago. That's how my grandfather is. He's said, "I don't want to. I don't want to step foot in a VA hospital because of when I was in World War II." This happened. It wasn't, like, it wasn't very nice. Like, right? Pat, it, there might it's different doctors these days, but uh, but it is a it's a misconception that is unfortunate because a lot of people who again could be receiving this are told that they're you have to follow this certain path to get the care, and um, it, it's just it's it's not tied to things like that. There are benefits for people who have injuries or illnesses that were a direct cause of their service. And for them, they can go to a VA hospital or a certified uh, veterans nursing home, assisted living facility, and, and their care can be covered by because of the injuries that they had. So this must be on the QT because Tony hasn't said a word in 18 minutes in and he must not have ever heard about this either. <laughs> I don't think well, you've ever you guys seen do- Tony. We're 18 minutes into this, and Tony hasn't said a word. Oh no, no. I I made some comments early on, but I mean, I'm uh, to be honest, I I really don't know anything about veterans' benefits, so I'm just soaking it all in. So, so I can even talk a little bit about just the the monetary figures that a veteran, yeah, sure, a spouse, a widow, just so people are aware. I mean, it's. It's real money that we're talking about for a veteran, for a single veteran, they can get almost $1,900 a month if the veteran is married. So if their spouse is still living, that veteran can get like up to $2,200, $2,300 a month. Even the widow of a veteran 
who has maybe long passed, that widow can still get a little over $1,200 a month up to $1,200 a month to pay for those care costs. So if she needs care, right. If she, if she, yeah, if he or she needs the assistance. So it's a significant amount that, you know, it adds up over the month. I mean, it's somewhere between 14 to $30,000 annually. We just had a client pass away. He was in a, um, he was a veteran and he was getting like, $2,200 $2,200 or something a month. Yeah. And, and plus he was getting his social security and he was getting his pension. And so all that covered his nursing home stay and he didn't pay a dime out of pocket. The, yeah. That's wow. That's the beauty of what it can do. If you know, to look for it, you don't have to tap into all of those retirement savings accounts. Well, the ridiculous part is we should just take care of the veterans period. That would be right. I mean, I don't get Ideal. that. I don't I mean, get why our country I, I doesn't do a they, better they, job. We, yeah. Why are we struggling with this? And it's like they, they literally, literally have put their lives on the line for us. And uh, they get uh, disrespected when they're done. So it's unfortunate. So, so Tony, we both got disrespected in the playoffs this year. <laughs> so Twins yeah. should just play the Indians, you know, and then... <laughs> Yeah, one of them. One of them would win, right? Can't, right. Can't both lose. Yeah, exactly. Well, the Twins and the Indians have been have been good. We've had our years, you know, but uh, not this year. Well, you know, and great. Uh, seriously, Matt, great information on veterans benefits. I think it's really important to folks out there uh, who are vets. Uh, but yeah, we're out of time, Chris. Why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you? How they can. Uh, yeah. So get in touch her, with Matt yeah. and talk about this. Sure. So you can call our office at 216-485-1040 and answer Chris or Matt. Um, that's the law office number. So this is kind of on the law office side. So, um, yeah, so we're here, you know, five days a week, you know, nine to five or later. And sometimes we do Zoom meetings and stuff. So you don't actually have to come in. So, um, yeah, it's important. Why, you know, why not take advantage of it? I mean, you really, you earned it. So you might as well take advantage of it. You don't know until you know oh, yeah. if you can get it. I mean, it's worth exploring. Yeah. I knew he shouldn't have thrown that low fastball. That's what I know. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy who played for the Indians killed us yesterday. So anyhow, All enough right. of that. So maybe the next year. So, <laughs> okay, Tony, I think uh, we're probably about out of time. So We are. Yeah, we are. That does it for today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'll talk to everyone next week. Thank you for listening to Road to Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Call 440-886-3550 or visit them online at brooksidetax.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary, and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC, an affiliated company. Chris Anselmo and Brookside Tax Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.